this is Barack Lurie, and this is the Barack Lurie Podcast with me, as always, my good friend and producer, Ari David. Always a pleasure. We, uh, we just finished up a, um, a Sunday show, actually, a pre-taping, and it was really a lot of fun. Uh, we talked about the embarrassments of the left versus the embarrassments of the right. And uh, we went through a whole list of things, and I won't go – I think there were at least like 25, right, Ari, something like yeah, that? Yeah, the, the audience can listen to the show either live on Sunday yeah. or on the podcast at the KRLA website to Exactly. To I, I highly recommend it. What am I talking about when I say the embarrassments? I mean like the, the left has to deal with the fact that it, it once embraced communism and embraced fascism as well, <laughs> uh, that it embraced eugenics, that it embraced the one-child policy – Slavery, slavery, like the, the KKK, yeah. the Jim Crow's laws. Uh, you know, they have tremendous amount to say. Uh, whoa, that was really embarrassing. <laughs> okay, packing the Supreme Court, uh, Obamacare, of course, the public education system, the unions, generally speaking, in the public education system. Uh, they, they've got a lot to answer for. Uh, but maybe, maybe today they, they've got it all right. Maybe every decision they make from going forward is going to be great. But uh, what I'm trying to say is you have a lot of embarrassing things in your past. And I, I, I think you're going to continue having a lot of embarrassing things. Uh, Jimmy Carter, there, there's another example. Obamacare. Um, my son likes to refer to Jimmy Carter with uh, a different appellation. He changes the word Carter to something else. Uh, but that's, uh, that's fun. It's the letter V with the German pronunciation. There you go. Thank you. That's, that's a very good way of putting it together. <laughs> Uh, so Volkswagen, Volkswagen. Yeah. Genau. So that's, um, those are the embarrassments. And we, then we, and then we compared it of course, to what embarrassments the right might have. Right. And they're really, you know, we listed that we really tried. I mean, so, so we'll go through them. We, we said Watergate, of course, we said Iran Contra, we said the read my lips, uh, you know, thing, but Almost all of them, the embarrassments that you could list, and I, I think I've listed about three of the total five of them, they're, they're not really embarrassments of policy that, that people embraced as a policy, like, like we just talked about where the liberals embraced fascism and communism, no less. Uh, they embraced you, the concept of eugenics as a, as a whole, that this was a great thing to do, that they, they embraced population control, which necessarily meant you know, forced abortions. It, it's, it's also bizarre. It's, it's very different than George W. George, H. Uh, w. Bush, H.W. Bush, the father, that is, uh, you know, saying, read my lips and then having to be forced to raise taxes. Yeah, it was embarrassing, mostly embarrassing for him, but it caused him to lose uh, popularity within his own party. But that's not a policy thing, right? Iran-Contra would be the closest thing you could, you could call to it. But as we explained on the Sunday show, Iran-Contra was actually a very good uh, maneuver on the part of the Reagan administration. It was actually a brilliant maneuver. It was a way of fighting the Contras in Central America who were killing people with that's, death squads. That, that's exactly right. And we did it, and it actually was a legal process. They tried to make it an illegal process, but it wasn't. So it, it's not something you could say that we somehow embraced Nazis or something like that. Yeah, right? it's not like with Watergate, breaking into hotel rooms and bugging them was a national political plank in the Republican Convention right, of yeah. 72. We, we believe in uh, <laughs> breaking into hotel rooms and stealing information as best we can and then covering it up. 
That's our platform. Right. <laughs> Vote for us in 1970. We need, we need more of that. Right. <laughs> we, 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 more of the same. Four more years of that. Of that. Right? So, no, it's, 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 the, it's the liberals have a lot to be embarrassed about. And then we talked about, you know, offline, we, we talked about how it is that if you were to present this to your liberal friends, and, and putting aside whether or not liberalism is right or conservatism is right, right, you, you would simply at the very least have to say, you know, I, uh, I really believe in liberalism. I think it's really great. But, yeah, I, I got to say uh, that stuff uh, was really an embarrassment in our past. I guess, uh, I guess we shouldn't have done that. But, you know, we're, we're a different party now. We're, we're different. We, we've grown up since then. You know, that's what you could say. But I, I don't think you'll ever get there because you, you still seem to be uh, parading out, trotting out all these embarrassing things. Common Core was something that you raised, Ari. Um, Obamacare, of course, is a tremendous embarrassment. Yeah, public education, like you talked about, yeah. and the, the disaster it of, just keeps in those communities. Coming. It, it seems like they can't stop coming out with ridiculous ideas that are, that are constantly destroying the economy. So here it comes again. It's minimum wage. Here it comes again. It's income inequality, right? I mean, it's just – they just won't stop. And every single one of them end, end up being disasters. Every single not, – not some of them, not even most of them. All of them are disasters. Every single one. Yeah. It, it's yeah. uncanny. It's, it's like a magic trick. Right. It's magic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you made a great point. What was that about sports teams you were talking yes, about? Yes. Okay. So let's get into that. Um, let's say, you know, you take the let, – let's try to analogize this and no analogy is perfect. But, you know, let's say you like the Knicks and I like, let's say, the Lakers. All right. So Knicks-Lakers, Knicks-Lakers, right? You, you love the Knicks because, you know, maybe that's where you grew up and that's your team. Or there was one player there, let's say Larry Bird, that you were so excited about as a kid. He played for the Celtics. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Uh, so let's say uh, Carmelo Anthony. Okay, you know, Carmelo Anthony. I'll just That's help good. you out. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. He knows I don't follow basketball that much. But the point is uh, that, you, that you just get really excited about that. There's an association going for you. Great. But what if you were to, to find out that the Knicks had uh, just – horrible stuff in their history. Yeah, they were like the Chicago Black Sox. Cheating, gambling, yeah. drug use, right. murder. Right. <laughs> it was part of the team's history. Right, right. They, they murdered people that they thought were, ba- were really great players on the other teams, right? <laughs> they gambled on their own games, right? You know? Losing them so they could win. Them. Yeah, so they couldn't win on the games. Uh, of course, there was a lot of steroids involved, and they were sleeping with each other's uh, wives, and... Uh, and, and engaging in all sorts of corruption and graft uh, among themselves and otherwise uh, dipping their beak in, in different businesses. And you get the idea. Terrible things going on. Would you still support the team? Now, you made the point, Ari, that you know, some of them, maybe even like you, uh, you know, kind of enjoy that kind of, kind of uh, dirty dealing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan, and right. one of the reasons I like it is because historically they are the dirty outlaw right. team that cheats. Right, they, they fight dirty. <laughs> Yeah, but but, that, but that's fine. But but, and this is where the analogy breaks down, and we'll get to that in a moment. But the reality is, most people would say, "I don't like that team because it's just that's too much for me." They, I don't like murdering other people. I don't like uh, you know stealing and cheating and all that good stuff and the steroids. It ain't right. And I like uh, my team because they play clean, and they they have good family values, and they. Uh, they play the game the right way. That's right. The and they, they don't purposely say. foul and they don't try to cheat and they play yeah. the right way. This is good sportsmanship. That's my team. All right. Now, that's what you would expect. 
right? So that, that's the way I think most people in, engage in the support of their team. And, and all things being equal, they'll probably go with the team that they grew up with, right? Whether they lived in Boston, New York, Chicago, and so on. Um, and, and, and to make my point absolutely clear, now, now turning to the, pol- the political side of it, nobody votes for uh, a particular party because the party is you know, a particularly good at lying or graft or fraud or, or stealing votes or anything else like that, right? You, you, you wouldn't want to vote for a party because of that. In fact, you would be embarrassed about that, wouldn't you? And yet, I just presented to you a list of embarrassments of the Democratic Party that it runs so long. I mean, we literally ran out of time. And, and we were trying to just throw it out. I mean, the IRS scandal, the Fast and the Furious scandal, the NSA scandal, the AP press scandal. And that's in the last couple of years. Yes. I mean, that's... We were going back 150 years, and it, it would take seven or eight hours. It would, just listing them, not even summarizing them. I think that is exactly a good estimate. Seven to eight hours just to list what the difference, uh, what, what the embarrassments were. Just the embarrassments of the Democratic Party. It's like reading all the names on the Vietnam Wall. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. And you've got to do it with respect. And this time, uh, we, w- we would want to articulate each of them so that each of the embarrassments sink in for our liberal listeners. And to understand that they should be embarrassments for our liberal listeners. So now, uh, we, we, we want to draw attention to that. If, if you've been a liberal and you, you know about all these embarrassments, then how does that make you feel? What, does, does that do anything for you? Now, their answer is, uh, you know, Barack, you're not quite being genuine here because there are some embarrassments of the Republican Party. And by the way, I disagree with you on the KKK thing, uh, the Jim Crow laws, the segregation issue, and the civil rights issue. Because by golly, as I always like to say, um, you know, the reality is that those, were, those Democrats would be Republicans today. Okay? And to which I say, Really? Where's your proof of that? Did, did someone tell you this? I mean, could you please tell me one single person that would, would have said that? And then they say, well, you know, so many people vote Republican now that used to be Democrat back then. Uh, can you name me one person, please, sir? I mean, it, it, it's so palpably false. You know, it's, it's, it's what they want to believe because they're embarrassed about it. That's why. But there's no historical basis for what they're saying at all. And by the way, the population has moved and changed and grown. I mean, they, they make it seem, we talked about this before, they make it seem as if somehow the population has stayed exactly the same. As if it's all static. It's static. Well, that's liberal static thinking right. for you, right? That, that we had a whole static argument uh, about, about liberals. As if the population has not changed at all. It's the same exact people, not just the same kinds of people, uh, demographically, but exactly the same people that, you know, they were racist as Democrats in the early 60s, and now that it's, uh, uh, you know, 20, the year 2014, uh, well, now the racist and the Republicans, right? The well, only thing they changed is their voter registration. There, there you the, go. That's right. Because yeah. they believe the Republicans moved to their way of thinking, don't you know? Uh, then they talk about the Southern strategy, which is, which is essentially that whole point. Yeah, um, but they never, of course, mention their new modern racists of any stripe and color, oh, yeah. you know, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Reverend Wright, you know, a whole other list that would take seven hours. And, and, and whatever they do do, 
uh, about this. It's 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 so pithy. No, it's not pithy. It's uh, it's so simplistic, and they they have no backup for it. They simply say, quote unquote, remember the Southern strategy, and then give an a knowing nod of the head, you know, as if somehow that explains everything. Yeah, they speak in like a little pithy soundbite. Nixon Southern strategy QED. Right. Wink, wink. Right. And, and they don't know what they're talking about. They're, they're simply – it's a self-referencing, circular argument that the Democrats have, have made within their own echo chamber, uh, and it just resonates even today. And there's no truth to it. Yes. It's, it's, it's yes. zero truth. Zero truth, folks. Now, uh, let, let's – because I, I want to move on because we, we have limited time today. Um, we um, – tell me how this makes you feel to know these things. I, I know you can, you can quibble with me on a couple of these things, but you really can't. We, we've just gone through the quibbling a little bit. And, and you, you can't really show me tremendous embarrassments of the right uh, on the conservative side. Where is it? Tell me. Please tell me how the right has embarrassed itself, yeah, other well, than the ones that well, we mentioned, which well, are, are I, not even policies. I think you're missing a, a point that I think I experienced All right. that is actually extremely disturbing. Uh, when my wife and I first met each other, she liked Bill and Hillary Clinton. She's a very reasonable girl who usually has the right ideas on given issues. And I like to believe I moved her more to the conservative side. But used, she used to think Bill Clinton was great. I said, why? She said, because he's such a good politician. He's so good at being a politician. He's so good at lying and making his opponents look bad. And I said, y- are you kidding you well, she, like, actually said, she actually said yes. that he was good at lying. Yes. She okay. found it entertaining. She found it compelling. Okay. And it was just her opinion. Just watch him. And what it made me realize, to the point you just made, that Knicks fan liked the Knicks because they're the local team, or Knicks fan likes the Knicks because they grew up rooting for them, but Knicks fan don't like the Knicks because they're corrupt. In this case, here was a moderate voter, not even a liberal who liked a dirty politician because he was dirty. And I think it goes, it's, it's really disturbing, this reality, that yes, a lot of Democrats like their Democrat politicians because they're awful. Okay. And, All right. and I think that's a horrifying fact. You know, uh, it may be the case. Um, you know, they talk about, um, you know, using a certain muscle to, to effectuate, you know, uh, the ground game, as it were. I mean, they'll do anything. We, we now know that they'll do anything to acquire votes. Um, to acquire power. To, to, well, that's acquiring power. And some power. people find that interesting yeah. and compelling, and they're sort of jealous of it. They sort of have the attitude, I wish I could do that. And, and my wife wasn't the only one. She wasn't an outlier. I knew this guy when I was doing stand-up comedy who was a huge fan of Bill Clinton. And the reason he said once, because I said, how can you like that guy? He said, because I like how he plays dirty. Yeah, well then, then, and he was a real liberal. Yeah, then they got their man, I guess. Right, you know, and uh, and if, it if explains you, Obama. Right. So so let's let's do the analysis on that. So if you like dirty, then don't vote conservative because you're not going to get dirty from the conservative. They, by the way, some people claim I, I have a sister-in-law and she believes that the conservatives play dirty, and I, I simply ask you, I asked her, how so? Give me an, can you give me an example? Yeah, I wish they did. I, I, you know, sometimes I wish they'd be a little bit more tough and a little bit more uh, abrasive. That's different than than playing dirty. For example, uh, Romney, he could have been a little bit tougher during the debates, but uh, that doesn't mean that he'd be dirty, all right? He, he could have stood up to uh, that moderator, the woman, I forget her name. Candy right? Crowley. That's right. And simply said, you know what, please don't interrupt. This is not your debate. 
This is a debate between the president and myself. I would appreciate you not interrupting. And by the way, I think your facts are quite wrong. All right. And then Mr. And the president now needs to explain himself regarding Benghazi. Mr. President, why don't you explain how it was that uh, you trotted out this video when you knew that there was no basis for it? That sort of thing, right? We would have liked him to be a little tougher. Right. We don't want them stealing votes, messing with precincts, engaging in vote fraud, any of the criminal of activities. Course. We just want them to stand up for our side. Right. But when it comes to, um, like, for example, the uh, voter suppression, what they call, they call it voter suppression laws, right? The idea that you shouldn't have any IDs necessary in order to vote. You know, it, it, it's so palpably stupid. We all know that this only invites fraud, right? But the genius of, of this move on their part is to, to call it, first of all, voter suppression so that it resonates, it echoes and echoes. And voter suppression laws means anytime you ask somebody for a friggin' ID, that's voter suppression, you understand. And never mind that we've been doing it for centuries. That's never called cigarette or alcohol suppression. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. So, so it, it, it never is called that, and the voter suppression still carries the day. And it's just pure cheating. It just, it's simply saying, go ahead. Violate the laws as much as you can. You know, these are the same people that love regulations, right? They, they want to restrict you in every way in your business, right? Because if you, under the theory that if they don't regulate every aspect of your business, well, then by golly, you're going to commit fraud right and left. And pollute the air and pollute the water the, yes, and kill right. the children. That we, we must have these things. But, but when it comes to voting, oh, well, just what the heck? <laughs> Anything goes. Anything goes. By all means, to you know, infiltrate our country and completely destroy us and, mu and multiply many times. I mean, it's, it's so basic. It's so easy. And what, what bothers me so much, it, it's so easy for me and any conservative to see uh, in, in, in much the same way that we saw all the things about Obamacare, right? What a disaster that was. This is the voter ID thing is even easier to see. You're, we're going to have massive fraud. If, if, if you have a law of the land where nobody needs to show their ID, you'll have massive fraud. Okay, then you it's get a, crossed off the list after you voted. Yeah. So you can't go and vote 30 times at every precinct in your county. That's right. That's, that's what will happen. And then it'll just be a race of how many people can muscle themselves into the voting booth. And, and then it's just – it's all big charade anyway. And then everyone points to each other saying, oh, you beat up uh, these other guys. And uh, it reminds me, by the way, uh, do you remember the, the, black, the new Black Panthers? Do you remember this? I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, outside the voting station yeah. in Philadelphia, intimidating white voters. Yeah, we could have added that as an embarrassment of the less, but I guess we, we – there, there were just too many things. That was small potatoes compared to the other yeah. stuff. Well, but, but it, Oh, but we did forget Acorn. Oh, yes, Acorn. Yeah. Right, right. Anyway, it's – This uh, just goes on and on. It, you know, it, you know you'll, you'll, you'll wake up at 2 o'clock in the, in, in, the, in the night and say – uh, you'll give me. You'll rattle off ten extra yeah, ones. Planned oh, Parenthood. That's right. Oh my gosh, Gosnell. <laughs> okay, see okay. What's you know what? This let's is, let's stop this. <laughs> it's going crazy. It's going to drive us nuts. Right. Uh, but these are tremendous embarrassments, and they need to think about that. Okay, but what I'm trying to say at this point is that my point was was simply that you can see this so clearly. You know, when when you when you have Obamacare, it's going to ultimately collapse on itself because there's too many things that are interdependent of each other. There's too much wishful thinking at the very best. That's putting it mildly. And there's just too much, you know, handing outs and there's no accountability. So of course we see exactly what Obama, Obamacare has become. Likewise with the voter ID laws, it's going to be exactly the same thing. Likewise with the minimum wage, likewise with 
excessive taxation, excessive regulation, it all just descends into, into the madness that we now see. All roads lead to hell in, in they liberal always land. do. We're going to do another topic uh, very similar to what you just said, which is um, about intentions. And um, that you know, every policy that the liberals have advanced, every single one of them, somebody has said, well, our intentions were good. Right. And it's not even that mantra of the all intentions, you know, good, the road to hell is, is, is paved with good intentions. It's not even that, folks. It's it's so the point is that it's so irrelevant what your good intentions are. It means nothing. It, it, in fact, I'll even go the other way altogether. And we'll discuss this more in depth at the next podcast. But uh, every evil person has what he believed were to be good intentions in advancing the evil that he advanced. Uh, I can guarantee Hitler you... Hitler wanted just have it on earth. That's right. Hitler thought he was going to be wiping out all the weak people from the earth and then having a very clean and wonderful society based upon his values. And likewise, the Islamic uh, fascists uh, believe that they have great intentions of wiping out the evil heathen uh, from the face of the earth so that they can have this wonderful thing called Sharia law uh, command everyone on the planet. Hitler, Hitler's the perfect Democrat. He wanted racial harmony. But yeah. he thought of, but the way to do it is to separate everyone. It's a, it's a tragedy, folks. This is um, your, the embarrassments of the left and uh, are, are something that you just have to account for. And I welcome your calls. I welcome your emails in particular to describe to me why these embarrassments are not embarrassing to you. Why you think that somehow this is a completely different party. That's, that's I guess, your best answer. Or... The, the other alternative is to say that the Republicans have an equally long list of embarrassments, and neither is true. My friends, this is Barack Lurie. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Let's do it.